Hey there, and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. This podcast is all about providing clarity, insight, and encouragement for life and mission. And my name's Aaron Santemeyer, and I'm going to be your host. Today, we have the phenomenal opportunity to have with us back on the podcast, a friend of the podcast, Ron Keast. Ron returns to continue our discussion on conflict. This time, we take a different angle on it when conflict already exists on a team. And then he he unpacks the idea of our expectations. Are we on a team? Are we on a working group? Um, he talks about our emotions. When we, we own a team, there'll be different people that are feelers, different people that are interpreting situations in a certain way, and how that's important um, as we navigate conflict once it already exists. We go through some practical examples. I ask him to put on his Solomon's hat and try to speak into some uh, situations with wisdom. They're complex. The reality of it is complex. Uh, teams are complex. Conflict is complex. There's no easy cut and dry answer, but it was just great to have Ron back on the podcast just to give us some some tools once again, some ways to think and questions to ask as we are on teams and navigating conflict. Do want to ask you to continue to send in your questions for Back Channel with Foth. That's where we sit down with Dick Foth and go over your questions. Um, it's always fun to have Dick on the podcast. Really enjoy that time. There's always uh, gold nuggets of information of his wisdom, his insight, and his experience. Well, there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Greetings and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. We have a friend of the podcast, Ron. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it is a, a delight and an honor to be back and and uh, just to have a conversation with you. Yeah. I Just before we hit record, I said Ron is back by popular demand and um, glad, to, glad to have him back on. Ron, for those who did, there's newer listeners to the podcast, maybe they hadn't listened to the two episodes we did um, last year. Could you just share a little bit about yourself before we jump into some of the questions? Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to know where to start uh, because I, I've got a, a very diverse background. I was uh, trained as a pharmacist. I've been a government executive uh, in the crime laboratory administration, and then I uh, had my own consulting business for 34 years. But during that time, uh uh, strong call to spiritual leadership. And, and what I've come to realize is my spiritual role is an apostle, and that's to build up churches and to build up pastors. And so that's what I've been doing um, uh, for a number of years. And and now um, I'm able to do it full time. Uh, and, and so uh, just uh, working in the area of, of leadership, uh, written a book, uh, uh, gravity, seven essential truths about influence, leadership, and your soul, and uh, just working right now on a discipling uh, project uh, called the uh, uh, the simple art of intentional discipling: uh, a journey of friends. Yeah, and it's about this missing piece of uh, of our of our whole spiritual journey, and that is that one to one relationship of intentional discipling. Sure, and it's that last piece of execution yeah. that uh, so many times we miss. So yeah. that's that's where I that that's my projects and that's my focus and passion. 
Well, when you got that all all wrapped up, we'll have you back on. Um, Thank you. And uh, love to love to unpack that and learn more. Um, yeah, the majority of people listening to this podcast are disciple makers, and um, yes, that would definitely be a that would definitely be a, a blessing to uh, to learn. Ron, we we've the last two podcasts we've talked about conflict. Um, seeing as you're the conflict uh, specialist, um, and so you know we were I was in conversations with some friends. And uh, in that conversation, they said, you know, it'd be interesting just to talk with Ron and see once conflict is already on a team, what do we do? And so kind of that's kind of the angle we'll kind of get to at the end of this. But the first question is, when you're on a, a team, is conflict inevitable? <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, is conflict inevitable in a marriage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think? You know, uh, and if it's if it's difficult in marriage, uh, it's even more complicated uh, in a team because you've got more individuals that you have to be aware of and sensitive to. Um, but unlike a marriage, uh, actually, what you want in a healthy team is a sense of tension, hmm. uh, and 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 so uh, tension is, is usually objective. Uh, and with tension, what you're doing is you're pushing toward a problem. Now, now, obviously, what you don't want is conflict, because that's when it gets subjective, it gets personal, it gets negative, uh, and it's about the people in the room instead of the problem that we're trying to solve. And so the, the, the problem that most of us have uh, is, is that we haven't been trained uh, to recognize the difference between tension and conflict. And, and I'll get into it a little bit later, but the other thing that we haven't been trained on is to recognize or identify, uh, are we a member of a work group or are we a member of a team? Yeah. Because uh, the criteria uh, and the expectations are different. For sure. For sure. You know, we were going back and forth, getting ready for the this podcast in our email. You shared, you shared that there's different reasons um, for, for the standards of connection, interaction, creation, and different rules of a relationship. And then how how can you share how these type of different things impact conflict on a team? Well, um, as I kind of got into this, uh, I think we have to be really careful who and what we call a team. Okay. And, and it's just not another name for a group of people that are meeting regularly. Um, and too often we label all regular gatherings as teams because sure. it sounds good, doesn't it? You yeah. know, we're just yeah. on this team. And and and, um, and yet just doing that uh, becomes a foundation uh, for uh, unresolved conflict. And then, you know, it, here's the other thing that we have to realize is, is that coming into this room, uh, people have brought you know, this monstrous package of tension and potential conflict. Um, you know, just to keep in mind is, is that, you know, just in terms of personality differences, which we should be looking for, we should be populating uh, our teams, uh, particularly uh, with uh, these uh, intentionally diverse groups of individuals. But, you know, think about it. You, you got a team of 10 people. And you look around the room, and statistically, six to seven of those are feelers, mm. people who are interpersonally sensitive, uh, who relate to the world uh, through their feelings, their emotions, and, and their sensitivity. Um, you're going to have probably in that room um, uh, another uh, two to three 
uh, who are thinkers. Hmm. And these are analytical individuals, and they're looking for data, and they're looking for uh, the the foundation for thinking uh, before we move forward. And and at times don't have the sensitivity <laughs> or 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 don't recognize the sensitivity and the regard for the feelers in the room. And and and, uh, and then uh, in, in addition to that, usually uh, so now we've got about six or seven uh, that have been accounted for. And then we've got at least usually one in the room who's a sensor. And the sensor uh, enjoys the tension uh, <laughs> and the interaction and the liveliness uh, yeah. of, of people just, uh, you know, pushing each other right to the edge right. to get the best answers and all of that. And and both the feeler and the thinker are going, well, what am I in here for? And, and, and then finally, there may be, <laughs> there may be just one other individual and, 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 uh, the gene pool of these individuals has pretty well been eliminated uh, through the centuries. <laughs> and, and, and this is the intuitor. And the intuitor is uh, sees the big picture. Hmm. Uh, the intuitor is a, uh, you know, a thinker is a dot collector. Okay. Uh, uh, a thinker is a dot connect. I, I mean, a uh, uh, an intuitor is a dot connector. Okay. And so they're seeing this big picture. Uh, where we're, where everybody's going, where what the what the need is, what the issues are, and um, uh, and is usually beyond where uh, and less sensitive uh, to the tensions in the room. Now, to add to that, to make it even more complicated, also came into the room was the real world of each individual. Sure, and uh, that they brought with them uh, family issues. They brought with them their own identity issues uh mm. they brought with them uh uh the the just the emotional challenges that they may be going through and and particularly you know in, in a setting as uh, where most of your audience are, are missionaries uh is is that uh this this is a uh, uh, an incredibly tension filled complicated uh, environment uh just because of the individual and where they are and where they're not and then uh, you add to that um, mental healthiness. Yeah. yeah. You add to that uh, just uh, the, uh, 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 well, then the other thing that you had to it is, is that you may have on this working team people of different cultures. Sure. And so uh, now you've got individuals who look at power and relationships and community and connection and face uh, pride, uh, identity, uh, how uh, how they deal with conflict. Uh, you got all these cultural issues that you throw in uh, on this team as well. Yeah, and you ask the question: <laughs> Is conflict possible sure. uh, or, or or inevitable uh, yeah. in, uh, on a team? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, you know, you have to expect. Uh, that 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 is uh, what uh, is, is there, even in the best of circumstances. So if you're not a team leader, but you're on a team, pray for the leader. Hmm. Because they're the individual that has to keep focus on the objective. Hmm. While at the same time, uh, as, as, as Christ followers, being genuinely sensitive and compassionate and caring. Uh, for the needs of the individual. 
But the one thing that we've we talked about before that uh, is so uh, critically important is is that a team cannot function at the level of the most hurting person in the room. Hmm. And and too often that's what happens is is that uh, uh, in a sense in displaced compassion. Yeah. Uh, where where uh, we feel like it's an either or, uh, either we stop everything and and address the needs uh, of of a of a hurting team member, or uh, or we become insensitive and move on. And the reality is, come on, uh, it's both. Mm-hmm. We have capacity for multi level thinking and multi level compassion and and multi level focus. Sure. It's just that uh, we haven't often been trained that way. Yeah. So, so Ron, what are some key things you said we can do that multi-level thinking? Say we're in a room and just that that um, thing that you described, how would you navigate that? So the person that is hurting feels cared for. And at the same time, you're, you're also be able to move forward towards the, the goal or the objective of the team. First of all, I mean, yes. Uh, okay, so let me put on my Solomon hat. There you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Thanks a lot. Uh, you just asked. The, yeah. Okay, in three easy steps. That's uh, right. Here's well, no, it's, it, but just if you're, yeah. you were in that situation, if you yeah. were in that situation and you were, you've, you do con- consulting, you do coaching, if you're seeing that, what would maybe be some questions yes. you would ask or how would you navigate it? Exactly. Well, yeah, the first thing I do is, you know, l- let me back up for a moment and distinguish between whether I'm the leader of a work group or okay. whether I'm the leader of a team. Okay. Because the agenda is going to be different. Okay. Um, uh, so let's let's address work groups first, because sure. uh, uh, they're the most common and yet the least identified. Uh, like I say, we all we call them all teams. Yeah. And yet there are some that are work groups and work groups are 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 are. Uh, collections of individuals who've been brought together to solve a problem. Okay. And, and so we've all brought, uh, and we're all representatives of, uh, we're delegates yeah. in a sense. Uh, so we've been sent to uh, a common setting sure. to resolve an issue. That's not a team. Okay. Uh, that's a work group. Okay. And so I brought my agenda. Uh, I have an expectation to bring back something uh, to those who sent me, sure. uh, that looks like a piece of what I <laughs> that is needed out of that, and so there is going to be a higher level of tension and a higher level of conflict in that setting. Okay. Uh, and that's not to say that that the destructive conflict is acceptable, but but a level of being satisfied with uh, the interpersonal outcome hmm. is not necessary, or is hmm. not the standard isn't as high. Okay. Because we're not serving the team. We're serving the person or the inter- organization or the entity that sent us. Okay. That's going to create tension in itself. Sure. Uh, if, have you ever seen teams in the United Nations? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nor have we, uh, nor have I ever seen them in the United States Congress. Uh, because <laughs> they're, they're delegates with an agenda that they have to bring back to a constituency. Okay. So expect tension. Expect okay. uh, um, somebody's going to be unsatisfied sure. with the outcome. Now, uh, so let's now shift to a team, and then we'll we'll see how a team functions differently because 
because now a team, uh, the difference is, is that uh, the team is now has become a collective identity. Okay. And uh, so we're not a collective membership. We're now a collective identity. Hmm. We function as uh, the metaphorical body. Okay. And and so we're looking for heads and we're looking for arms and we're looking for legs. We are uh, Paul's, you know, uh, metaphorical uh, description of True. the body of Christ. And we've come together and... Uh, and and the team can't function without the toe, and the hmm. team can't function without the nose, and and so uh, as a result, uh, the standards and the expectations of identity in a team are entirely different. So we form as a team first, and then we collectively address yeah. issues. Okay. Where a work team or a work group, uh, they come to solve issues, and maybe some interpersonal relationships will resolve and and result right. from that. Okay. Totally opposite. Yeah. And so when we gathered together as a team, since that was the question, uh, and we're we're yeah. assuming now is is that we've got this uh, this interdependency uh, sure. on each other, and and so uh, and yet uh, coming into this team are individuals who are less mature. Yeah. Uh, individuals who have their own baggage of um, uh, of com- uh, of issues and their own sets of conflicts and their their own sense of uh, mental healthiness and, and and all of that. And they come into the room and, and it may be that a parent just died. It may mm-hmm. be that a, that uh, one of their children uh, is, is in um, uh, serious uh, uh, kinds of issues. Uh, it may be that, you know, from a missionary point of view, that uh, funding. Uh, is is right at the edge and you come together and you've got all these fragile individuals and yet we got to function as a healthy team Hmm. and 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 how do we do that uh well the first thing we do is is that uh uh it's as simple as this sounds like a cliche but it's as simple as this i got your back Hmm. if i come in and i'm a team member and I've got all these burdens and I've got all these responsibilities and I've got all these these things that are causing me to not be a fully functioning and healthy team member. Yeah. And I've got to deal with that. How can I deal with the issues of the team? Hmm. But if I come in and I know that the relationship is so strong within the team yeah. that they've got my back, that relieves me for a period of time to be able to focus on something else hmm. uh, because uh, I've got their, uh, they've got my, in a sense, they've got my prayer. Sure. They've got my sensitivity. Yeah. Uh, they've got my burden. Uh, uh, you, you look at whatever it is uh, that, uh, you know, that whole collection of, of, of uh, expectations and opportunities that we have as Christians in community. Yeah. Burden bearers, uh, right. praying for one another, forgiving one another, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things. Uh, then uh, when we are together and we are together, then we can get work done. Uh, if yeah. I'm not having to to always check my bleeding back sure. uh, in a sense. And and so uh, this this becomes then the significant not only role of the leader to create that environment, but for everybody around the room uh, to realize that teams are more rare and more unique and more specific 
then we've tended to generically throw the label on. Sure. Well, wow, that's good. And and so so uh, so the first thing is uh, uh, define what we what we're here for. Right. Uh, are we here as a work group? Uh, then let's act like a work group, and that means. Is, is that we don't rise to that highest level of interpersonal uh, responsibility sure. uh, because we're serving somebody else first. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. So we have a team and, um, you know, we've we've we, we got it narrowed down. We're on a team and somebody in that on that team's hurt. There's been some conflict. At the same time, we're trying to move forward, um, you know, as a team because we're trying. To yes, move forward. yes. So do you when you when you see that, how do you care for that person and help also is you're the team leader. Ron's that's Ron's a team right. leader. He's, he's he wants to care for that person. They know that we care for them. And at the same time, he knows as the leader we have to we have to continue okay. to move forward. Good, good question. If I'm a leader, uh I'm I'm not the I'm not the chairman of the committee. Chairman of the committee looks at the agenda and we get work done. Yeah. Uh a leader looks at the people before they arrive. Hmm. Uh, uh, b- because they've got connected relationship okay. that goes, and we just happen to gather together. But the team is a team, no matter where we are. Right. And so that, uh, so that I'm concerned about you uh, for greater than the time that we meet together as an agenda. So I should be aware of that, and uh, and and I should be reaching out in my busy day, uh, regardless, and checking ahead of time. You know, uh, Aaron, how you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, as we're coming together, I know the last time we talked, you were having a little bit of a challenge with us. And so, uh, how are you doing? How can I help, uh, hmm. so that you can come to this meeting as, uh, what do you need from us so hmm. that, I, uh, so that you can be as, uh, cause that you can contribute, uh, what we know that is the best in you and, and still be there for you. It's good. Uh, and so a lot of it is is anticipating ahead of time. Okay. Uh, some people uh, in a team become dysfunctional because nobody's listening. Hmm. So I just got to shout louder uh, hmm. so that it, does anybody hear how uh, does anybody see the ble- uh, you know the blood? Does anybody see the pain that yeah. is coming out of me at this moment? And you're asking me to act responsibly? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, and and so just to acknowledge that ahead of time. Hmm. Uh, and and to pull and and to remind the individual of the best that's in them, yeah, uh, and that we've got your back. Okay, uh, that that's huge. Uh, if in the middle of a, of a team uh, you've got a meeting, you've got a an individual that is is uh, not productive. Um, it may be that uh, just to again. Instead of hiding the issue and pretending it doesn't exist, how about uh, because you know what we all got belly buttons, sure. And to sit around a team, uh, you know, a room, and everybody denies they've got a belly button <laughs> except for the one who's an Audi. You know, come on, yeah. Uh, we're, we've all brought our issues uh, to the table, and it may be again as the leader is just to say, "Excuse me, can we stop for a moment? We need to pray." Uh, we need to pray for um, for Joan because um, uh, she's there's significant issues that are going on, and sure. uh, we just want to uh, be able to pray for her and and for her to know we yeah. got her. Yeah, 
And and to be able to free her up uh, for that moment, to just to be able to take a breath and say, okay, I'm here at this moment uh, for this issue, and uh, it's not going to be solved in the room, but I got people in the room that are going to be there for me. That's good. That's good. That's good, Ron. I really, really appreciate that. Um, you know, I think sometimes when we're on it, we'll, 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 now that we've defined working group and teams, we'll, we'll just go forth with with your the definition you've given of team. So I think sometimes it's easier maybe just to end a relationship um, or or find a new team or find something else and separate ways rather than working on the restoration part once there's conflict already there. Can you just can you just share a little bit about that for us, Ron? Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it's a human, it's our humanness, uh, (laughs) out of sight, out of mind. Uh, when things just get, because there are those individuals who are like a Jack Russell terrier and just won't let go of the bone. Uh, (laughs) you know, and it may be that sensor, who is just having so much selfish fun, yeah. um, you know, tossing the bone around the table and watching everybody else scramble for it. Hmm. And, and they don't realize. And, and so uh, at, there's a time when you go, I don't need this. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I, I'm just going to either not show up, uh, yeah. uh, make sure that I'm busy enough so that I don't lie. Yeah, and I I just won't uh, be a part uh, of this if if I'm a team member, uh, if I'm not a if I'm the leader of the team, maybe it's a matter of just uh, being too busy to schedule a meeting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah, just avoid, just avoid and, and, and uh, thinking that maybe this will die on its own accord uh, out of uh, a lack of uh, usefulness, which yeah. is not necessarily bad in itself sure. but it's not healthy and and so the um uh as as a result uh again it's we come back to why was this team formed in the first place okay um and if the level of tension the level of and, and I don't mean this in a negative way but the level of immaturity yeah because we're all immature come on sure. uh uh, to one level or another. Uh, uh, so the level of immaturity, uh, the uh, maybe the significance of the meeting uh, just doesn't rise uh, to the level of the effort yeah. uh, and those kinds of things. And in those cases, uh, it may be the tension in the room is because everybody's been forced together to try to do something that nobody believes in. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, how That's about good. the team saying, we need to die. Yeah. And you need to kill us, boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because this isn't serving any purpose. Uh, because I can't get this done. We can't get this done. We can't do these things that are more important because somebody else thinks this is more important than, than the ministry that we all do individually. Sure. And there is times when uh, the, the best decision is a collective decision. We need to die. Hmm. Um and and so um you know that that's one option uh yeah. but maybe let's assume that it's a it's a vital uh role and a vital uh uh team uh uh responsibility and and so 
what you as the leader, and I'll speak from this, uh, it, but, but when you become a team, everybody is, uh, there's a shared leadership okay. uh, in the team. There are, there are no, there's no chairs on the wall when hmm. you're, uh, when you're a team. You walk into a room and you see chairs on the wall and you see chairs around the table. That's a work group. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they may have the label, but they're a work group because if they're allowing people to be on the uh, uh, on the wall, sure. uh, they're not interested in a yeah. sense uh, in their uh, their participation. But anyway, um, you, you know, this, uh, so but if you're the leader, uh, here's the first thing you have to decide uh, is are we going to are we going to push forward? And that is, is as a leader, my responsibility, uh, is, uh, that, uh, is to do my best to, to make peace. Hmm. Um, the, um, the, uh, I can't achieve peace, okay. uh, but I can be a peacemaker. And, 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 and so in that, uh, I, my role is to be, a, is to make peace, but I can't create peace okay and and so again the question comes back to uh the uh you know the theme song of the british punk uh, group the the clash uh should i stay or should i go sure and and so uh, I, i'll give you eight verses to the song real quickly uh, uh verse number one you may not have a choice uh yeah. tension and possible conflict conflict may be the expected collateral of the mission hmm Okay, so you you may not have a choice as to whether you go because of tension. Yeah, uh, and and if the significance of the team it rises to the level uh, that you have to endure conflict as a cost of getting uh, the 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 job done. Yeah, then it's there. Yeah. Okay. Verse number two. There is no need. <laughs> I uh, let me back up on that. There is no need uh, to relationally cut people off. Uh, but what you do instead is to make uh, emotional and intimacy distance. So uh, within within the team, there are different uh, levels of of intimacy. Okay. And so you got to decide uh, again as the leader, uh, what level of intimacy am I going to allow this individual who I can't totally control in terms of their conflict creating behaviors hmm. uh, as to uh, as to uh, how much uh, am I going to how much intimacy am I going to allow uh, both me as the leader, but to allow around uh, the group? And so part of my uncomfortable role as a leader is to cut people off hmm. uh, in terms of their conversation, in terms of their behaviors. Uh, it, it's a little bit of that authoritative role uh, that you have to take on as a leader of the team. Yeah. Um, uh, verse number three, it's not about you. Um, it's about the mission and your role and your growth and the growth of the team. And so, again, um, uh, it may be that you are highly sensitive as a leader uh, to tension and conflict. Hmm. Well, you're just going to have to grow through that. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and my experience is, is that uh, when people that I know who are called to mission, uh, just to, uh, and called to mission of full-time ministry, let alone foreign mission, yeah. I find that the the, the uh, th those who have the uh, uh, the spiritual role of pastor, that pastoral role, 
sure. of kindness and sensitivity and care for the individual is disproportionately high. Okay. And and so, you know, in, in a mission setting, you're going to find a, even a whole lot more pastoral people gathered sure. around the room yeah. trying to uh, wrestle with the issues of conflict and um, uh, and understandably understand you know what yeah. brought you together sure <laughs> and and so but so it's not about you and it's not about your sensitivity and it's not about your feelings again as a as a team we have collectively become an organic body uh, that is uh that is now reaching out to resolve issues sure and and so uh, it's not about you uh it's about us okay it's about the it's about the mission uh that we've been asked to address um the uh you know but you can also ask the question is though is is uh what's this conflict doing to you though in the process because okay. it's easy to say well you're just yeah you, you know yeah you're a feeler and and most pastors and most people in ministry are feelers so so get over it yeah well no you don't get over it that easy so what what is the conflict uh, so the fourth thing is what's this conflict doing to you hmm uh, because the, you've got to, ha- uh, this isn't most likely all you do is participate in this sure. team. Right. And there's a word that we tend to forget uh, in this, and it's called resiliency. It's, good. it's your capacity to rebound. Hmm. It's your capacity to be able to do everything uh, that not not every everything, but everything that you've chosen to do with uh, with vigor and with vitality. And uh, as a result, uh, so what is this conflict doing to you? And so it may be if you're not a member, if you're not the leader, that makes it even harder. But if you're not the leader, it may be that for your own selfish and I mean selfish in a small s point of view, sure. uh, because of all the other things, uh, you may need to um, uh, step off the uh, team. Yeah, because you got other teams. It's called yeah. your family. Yeah, uh, it's called who you've been called to serve directly. Yeah. It's you know, there's all it's it's your focused ministry wherever you're residing, and yeah. uh, and 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 all those other things. And so, what's this conflict doing to you hmm. in terms of your resiliency? Um, you got to ask yourself, you know, uh, verse number five. What's the point of the contention? You know, uh, be the problem solver uh, for a moment. Step outside of your of your own sensitive or analytical envelope and and look at the big picture. Try to be that that less than ten percenter intuitor uh, who sees the big picture for a moment yeah. and ask the question: What's going on here? Uh, you know, uh, six. Uh, can this conflict be overcome? Hmm. It may be because of the strengths of personality, because of the impossibility of the challenge that's been given to you, because of any number of things. Somebody else created a team because they thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And it's sucking the life out of everybody who's been a part of it Hmm. because it's an impossible challenge that is wrong place, wrong time, uh, you know, wrong, wrong vision, whatever. Um, and, and finally, uh, number seven, how much time, energy, and focus can you give to this? Hmm. Uh, again, is, is that this is only a part of your life. And so it's not only the conflict that's sucking you away, but it's the time that's consuming you as well. 
Sure. And 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 so uh, again, the question is, what's my reservoir? Yeah. Uh, what's what's my resiliency? What's my capacity uh, to uh, to be able to to get through this? And then because sometimes we realize that being on a team uh, turned out to be zero sum. Hmm. Uh, what I put into it and what was uh, derived out of it, unfortunately, became zero. Yeah. Wrong time, wrong place, wrong person. Yeah. So yeah, some things good. to think about. Yes, for sure. And some challenging, some challenging things to think about. Ron, <laughs> when we're on a team, um, what are some questions that we can ask ourselves and maybe ask others um, to figure out what part we're playing in the conflict? So we're on a team, the conflict already exists. What are some good questions you think that we could ask ourselves and maybe ask others to try to figure out? Because I think in my experience, when we're on a team, a lot of times we look at the other people as it's, you know, it's other people's fault that there's conflict. Right, how, right, right. How, but how do we, what are some good questions we could ask? You know, uh, let's start with a hard one first. Uh, I, and, and that is, is that the reason why you were called into ministry was not because uh, of a task. Hmm. You are called into ministry because you are a minister. Hmm. Uh, and so uh, ministry is about relationships. Sure. It's not about getting things done. Sure. Uh, you know, we've seen the history of the church uh, through the centuries. And, and when this church became an entity of itself instead of, of a collection of relationships, you know where it goes. Yeah. And so uh, so uh, in this, uh, the questions you ask yourself is, first of all, is uh, how can I contribute uh, in ministry of me uh, to those, first of all, directly in, uh, as a team? Maybe sure. your only role on the team uh, is just simply is to be the minister to the other people on the team. OK, that's all you can focus on. That's all sure. the time you got. Right. And, and somebody says, well, I don't think you're contributing much. Yeah. And you go, uh, well, let's take uh let's take the healthiness, let's take the heartbeat and the temperature yeah. and and that. And and my job is to do is to is to devote myself to you people. Sure. That's good. So that you people, the rest of you on the team, can look outward. And you go, oh, never saw it that way before. <laughs> you know, so first of all, what relationships are not ministry? You know, is the question you ask yourself. Uh, um you know, uh, going into a team, uh, you got to ask yourself, how and what are my feelings? Uh, take an inventory. You know, how much anger, resentment, frustration, jealousy, insecurity, you know, are you able to identify? Is this baggage that you were supposed to leave at the hotel room <laughs> and you're taking 20 minutes just to get all the bags into the room and everybody else is bringing their own bags into the room and there's no place to sit down metaphorically <laughs> you know so so how and what are my feelings um uh, another one is uh what are my real motives and needs hmm. uh, what's this team doing for me is this team called uh visibility Okay. Is this team called uh, my capacity to be known uh, and to to get another notch uh, on my uh, on my resume? Uh, you know, uh, what are my real motives and needs in being on this team? And, and again, uh, you know, be brutally honest. Uh, and the fact is, is that 
because God made us this way. Uh, we're, it's that's the what I call the intentional manufacturer's defect. <laughs> we're selfish. Yeah, and and the reason why we're selfish is is because God wants us in relationship because we want to be in relationship. And that means we got to give up our we got to give up something. Sure. And so he gave us selfishness to give up, you know, I mean, and so anyway, all that to, to say, you know, what are my real motives and needs coming into this? Uh, another one is, uh, so uh, again, stepping back. So if there's tension around this and, and we just can't seem to get ourselves moving forward, um, take the role of uh, the consultant uh, or the mediator for a moment. And you step out and say, if I was hired, uh, to give advice as a consultant uh, to this team, um, uh, you know, the first thing I need to do is understand what's the causative or triggering agent. If I just say, you know, you know, you you know, what you people need to do, uh, that's not a consultant. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, to be the consultant to say, okay, what's the root issues that are going on here, and uh, can they be resolved? How do they get resolved? What's my role? What's yeah. my place in in in, in being uh, a a counter triggering agent for peace okay. instead of conflict? Um, yeah, another question is, you know, that's related to that is uh, what was so what's the root issue that appears to be going on here? Is it an individual uh, mm-hmm. who is so highly uh, is so hurt is is so toxic that uh, other people around that, that table aren't either prepared or didn't expect that this is what they were stepping into? Okay. Uh, so what's the root issue that's going on here if this isn't going well? And and so so these are some of the questions, you know, if, if as a team member, uh, as you come onto the team, uh, that you can look at and ask these questions is, sure. uh, and again, because a team is an organic entity. Yeah. A work group is a membership. Sure. <clears throat> so, so the foot is asking how to, you know, how does the rest of the body help me walk? Yeah. Uh, how can I contribute to forward motion as a foot? Yeah. Uh, and what's hurting? And um, can it uh, and, and can it be healed? Yeah. That's good. Uh, good. Good questions, Ron. Um, when when there when you're when there is conflict, does picking a side does that help? Does that hurt? And how does that help with resolution and restoration? So there's a conflict on the team and you think, hey, I'm going to pick a side and I'm going to be on this side. Um, does that help with the restoration res- resolution? Does it? Yeah. How does what what does that do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the obviously the easy answer is, is uh, yes, it can help. And yes, okay. it can hurt. <laughs> 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 and so, so the obvious uh, second uh, answer to that is, you better uh, you better have godly wisdom, uh, and and there are times when it is helpful to be the mediator, uh, and it may be in your skill set to be able to explain to everybody around the room what's happening, and then there are times, and then there are personalities uh, who become, uh, in a sense. Um, uh, and, and and I don't mean this in in over above you know what I'm saying, but but become the righteous voice. 
And there comes a time when when you when you have to speak up and you have to speak out. Um, what the, the the one I remember uh, for me, uh, I was uh, for over thirty years. I was an elder uh, at our church, and we were going through a very serious time, and uh, almost at a church split. Uh, we were having significant uh, issues with. Uh, 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 with the current pastor that were, you know, beyond, and I won't go into it, but anyway, it was, it True. was at a significantly serious issue uh, level. And, and a couple came in, uh, to express to the board, uh, their concerns regarding the way they were being treated and, and, and all of that. And, uh, I was not the chairman of the board and the chairman of the board began to kind of defend the uh, uh, kind of the institution. Uh, and, I, and and I didn't even think about it. What I found myself doing is non, non-verbally, I actually got my chair and I set it down next to the couple. And I began to address the rest of the board. And and uh, because it was at that moment, uh, I just knew I had to take a side and the side was not to be uh, this uh, uh, just the spokesperson of the institution. But I had to become the advocate uh, for the individual. And and and. I'm, obviously, it was significant because that was uh, 30 years ago, and and I it, it was still as vivid. And and all the all the people around that table as as elders were my dear dear friends, and 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 one of my closest friends was what was uh, the uh, leading the discussion as the chair because uh, we were in an interim uh, period, and so he was leading uh, the, the church at that moment. One of my best friends. And I had to take my, and I just unconsciously took my chair, set it, uh, uh, and aligned it with this couple, and spoke to the rest of my friends around this room. Yeah, and said, "What are we doing? Yeah, what in the world are we doing? Yeah." And so, so there comes those times, and and those are Holy Spirit prompted moments without sure. question, but they're also a Holy Spirit. Uh, imbued uh, capacities because this Holy Spirit, uh, I believe, was speaking to me beforehand, giving me the courage to be able to hear the moment to be able to act Yeah, uh, rather than people saying, wow, that was uncharacteristic. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. That's not the Ron I knew. Ron, you know, a lot of the the people listening to this podcast, they might say they're live they're in the US, so they decide they're gonna join a team in Nairobi. Uh, we won't use Nairobi, Kenya. We'll use we'll use uh Port Louis Mauritius, because there's not a team there that that we work with. So that nobody'll think I'm talking about them. So Port okay. Louis Mauritius, they're gonna join this team. They're so excited, they raise their support, they they land in Port Louis and they walk into the first team meeting. And they realize there's this tension in the room and they can feel the conflict already. Um, 
and, and you know they're not going to get on a plane and go home right away, right? Because they this is this is what they've told everybody they're going to do. They're going to Port Louis to work with the people there that have drug addiction because they have problems with drugs. I'm going to Mauritius. This is what right. I'm going to do, and they think they're 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 joining a a harmonious um, team. And then they walk into the first meeting and they realize already there's some tension. For a new person walking into that. Any asking you to put your Solomon hat back on here. Um, <laughs> any, what would you do if you're walking in just as a team member, not as a team leader, and you right. walk into the first meeting and you realize, whew, there's a lot of levels of tension here that I was not expecting when I joined this team. Man, that, you know that that great question because it's such a real world, and and yet there are so many. Um, uh, <laughs> Caveats pieces to, to this sure. that may not be in place. Sure. So, for Very example, uh, in in um, new missionary orientation. Sure. Have they been? Have they got uh, some some training? Yeah. In expectation, you know, they they've received training, excellent training on culture shock. Sure. And and uh, and and all of that. But uh, what about uh, these real world kinds of organizational issues? Mm-hmm. So what do you, you know, so asking that question and in orientation, you know, here's some things to look at. Here's to be aware. Here's some questions. Don't be, uh, in a sense, so shocked by what uh, by your unrealistic expectations <laughs> that everybody, uh, you know, is as mature as you. <laughs> as immature as you are as yeah. a fresh newbie you know on the sure. field yeah but um and but is uh has anybody told them to be prepared for this mm-hmm. has anybody told them about uh not only culture differences but also the fact is is what we do the least successfully uh in our interpersonal relationships is work together yeah uh and and so uh that should be basic in terms of so when they come in and 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 it's fresh and it's just flash in their face yeah the next question is do they have somebody they can talk to mm, that's good uh do they have somebody you know uh and i know that in, in some regions uh mentors are being yeah. formed uh so that for a missionary that that uh, that when they hit the field, uh, that yeah. this isn't their boss, but they've got a mentor. They can sure. go, hey, uh, yeah. what about this? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, so now the next question is, does the mentor have uh, the preparation and the training to be able to to offer sound advice? Yes. Or just to be able to tell their own war stories? Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey son let me tell you you think yeah. that was bad let me tell you oh gosh look at the time now right. 30 minutes later and i'm still right. not through with my story yeah. <laughs> you know? that's very true we've, we've all been there <laughs> so you know it, it's uh what what do you what do you have for your you know your your bench yeah. uh what do you have to back you up when you come into and 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 to come into circumstances you haven't got a clue that are going to happen hmm. who do you call uh hmm. who puts it into who helps put it into perspective and that's why i i'm so intensely focused now on on intentional discipling hmm. and intentional discipling is Two people, and you can call it spiritual mentoring. You can call it coaching. You can call it uh, whatever. But it, what it is is intentional discipling. Two people who have connected, possibly for life. Yeah. 
who will spend time in one being wiser or at least more experienced yeah. <laughs> or who has traveled the road at least before than yeah. to be able to say, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah you got a problem and I haven't yeah. got a clue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> just to be, but anyway, so, you know, when, when, when that kind of a situation occurs uh, for that, uh, for that fresh individual, they've got to have, uh, they've got to know that it's not just them hmm. uh, that, or that they're just going to hide. And, and, you know, so many times what we do, and I've seen it with elders is, is that uh, somebody gets uh, selected as a new elder and they never get any orientation. They never go through training preparation. They just sit there like a bump on a log for a, for a year hmm. uh, until they absorb and pick it up. You know, yeah. what are we doing to prepare spiritual leaders uh, to be able to lead uh, rather than just absorb? That's good. Uh, and, and so, um, it, you know, and, and and in some cases, you know, it's kind of old thinking, but kind of, well, let's just throw them into that. And, and uh, you know, it's that sink or swim uh, kind of, you know, uh, well, that's what I had to do. That sure. was my experience. Uh, you know, that'll toughen them up. Sure. Yeah. And no. yet, yeah. It, but it's not about the missionary and it's not about your experience in history. It's about the mission that you've been called to. That's good. And every one of us has an obligation and a responsibility to hit the road yeah. uh, uh, running yeah. from day one. Yeah. And so the question is, what is this great cloud of witnesses behind us uh, who are preparing us for this? That's good. It's good. Ron, it's always a joy and pleasure to spend time with you. Uh, will, you, <laughs> will, you will you pray for us this evening? Will you pray that God will use the wisdom and insight you shared just to help us yeah, discontinue to navigate and and take away at this thing called con conflict. Yes, uh, Lord, um, I do. I, I pray for uh, each person uh, who is listening today, Lord. Uh, help them to understand is is that uh, Lord that because you've created a selfish world, uh, conflict is going to be with us, and and the challenge that you've given us. Is, is that we are to be instruments of righteousness uh, as we serve the Prince of Peace. And so in that, Lord, help us to understand our role and our responsibility uh, that uh, in this, that, that we not make it about ourselves, that we not make it about uh, who we, uh, uh, in a sense, who we worldly represent, but that we make it that about you, Lord, and that uh, that we are your ambassadors, and that we are uh, that we serve the Prince of Peace, and that you will give us through your Holy Spirit the wisdom uh, and uh, the control uh, and uh, the compassion uh, to be able to to maneuver through these tension-filled environments uh, that are there because of who we are. So, Lord, uh, just uh, encourage each individual uh, as that uh, as they encounter conflict, let them understand is is that uh, they've been here, been placed for a purpose, and that is to be instruments uh, of peacemaking, uh, not just uh, peacekeeping. So, Lord, we 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 just uh, are grateful for uh, each of our opportunities to serve you. Uh, bless each individual who's listening to this broadcast. Lord, uh, in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.